All right, John, we'll say good morning. Let us begin. So I'm going to share with you a, a, another beautiful piece from the, from the Be'er HaChayim. So the Rav Melech Bitterman, he says something beautiful. If you take a look on the Zirak sheet over here, you'll see on the top text, right by the asterisk, he quotes, he quotes an idea. Actually, we spoke about this a little bit on Shabbos. So he writes his files, So the Be'er HaChayim focuses on a question that many are preoccupied with, namely, why is it that we focus so much on this particular Isser of Chometz? What's the nature of the severity of this Isser? He says, So he quotes the Radbaz, who says that it's difficult to understand why the Torah is so machmir on Chometz. Why is there such severity Attached to this particular iser, the aser b'mashu, the aser b'ana. After all, again, chametz is aser in any minute amount. One is not permitted to get benefits from chametz, and all of the other chumros that that we have seen and that we know when it comes to chametz. Therefore, the Radvaz writes something beautiful. The Alkin ani somech amash amru razal. I'm on the page that's titled Yudzayin b'medrashas ki chametz b'pesach. Remez liyetzer hara v'hu sa'ar sheba isa. So ultimately, again, the Radvas quotes the common sentiment that chometz is a remez. Chometz corresponds as a or as a, meta, a metaphorical connection to the yetzer hara, to the evil inclination that that resides within each of us. V'lochein kala garish yigarish also ha'adam me'alav. Therefore, again, the same way that a person must rid their home of chametz, so to a person must rid his heart of chametz as well. And just like a person has to search in all the nooks and crannies for chametz in their home, so to a person has to search in all the nooks and crannies of the heart as well. And ultimately, again, even any minute amount, just like we know again on Pesach, any minute amount of chametz is problematic in your home, so too again in one's heart. Any amount of chametz is problematic as well and must be eradicated to the extent possible. So we'll say, this, this, this Radvaz is not a chiddish to us. We've heard this concept probably many, many times over the years that the entire power, the metaphorical significance of chametz for us is that as we clean our homes, we also must engage in the more difficult process of cleaning our hearts, of identifying internal personalistic chametz, the chametz of the Yitzhahara, the chametz of negativity, the chametz of Avera, and look inside of ourselves and try to purge that from within ourselves as well. But if you take a look, you see on the bottom footnote, Chaf. He says something so beautiful here. Kasaf HaRadmo. I thought this was just such a great piece. The Ramo writes, V'noagim lahaniach pesise chametz, so the Ramah writes, we know the Minog, is to place pieces of bread. Place pieces of bread. For this time, the night of Bedikas Chomets. So remember again, this year, Thursday night, Thursday night, when we go out and we search for Chomets. So we're going to put out pieces of bread. But when putting out the bread, we make sure to what? Put it somewhere you're going to find it. Right? This is not like a scavenger hunt over here. Right? So we want to make sure you're going to put it somewhere you're going to find it. And why do we have this minog to put out the pieces of bread? In order that the bracha of al-bir should not be levatala. 
Interesting idea. Right? So he quotes over here. Remember again, what, apparently, what am I concerned about? I'm going to make the brach of Al-Bir Chametz. I'm going to be searching around and what's going to happen? I'm not going to find any bread. And apparently, again, if I don't find any bread, it's going to be a brach of So there's a whole discussion about that. Let's analyze this for just a moment. So first of all, it's really quite fascinating. See, he, generally, the question that's asked over here, that most of the poskim ask over here is, why do I need to put out bread in order to avoid a bracha levatal, an unnecessary bracha? After all, again, the bracha is really made on the essence of searching, right? And if I search something and I find it, then I'll burn it. If I don't find anything, who's this bracha levatal? Okay, but he focuses on a different bracha. He says, how could putting out in a premeditated fashion, right? I, I go ahead, I break up a piece of bread into 10 little pieces. I place it in 10 strategic locations that I know about. How does that avoid bracha levatala? I'm supposed to say, you hear how counterintuitive this is? I don't know, I want to make a bracha. I don't want it to be levatala, so I'm going to find chametz. So this way, what am I going to do? I'm going to put out the chametz ahead of time, 10 pieces that I know about in places that I know about to avoid bracha levatala. How does that avoid bracha levatala, unnecessary bracha, or bracha in vain, if I am the one who's actively going ahead and putting out the pieces of bread? It's a good kasha. And he says something amazing. Because everyone knows, by the time Thursday night rolls around, home, right, a Jewish home is already done. There's no chametz. There's no chametz to be found. This year may be a little bit different because of, because of going into Shabbos. But Lamaisa, Lamaisa, even if we want to say this, some chametz, a very controlled amount of chametz. He goes on, he says, And those pieces, those pieces, again, I put them there. It's not like they were lost in my home and now I have to endeavor to try to find them. I put them there. What's the whole idea of Vedikas Chametz? What's the whole idea? The whole idea of Vedikas Chametz is for me to search my home for a Chametz I don't know about. That's what the Vedika is. So you'll say, this is the great anomaly of the Vedika in general, because by the time we generally roll around to Thursday night Pesach, we're ready. We're ready. So you see, I don't understand. The whole, the whole mitzvah of Vedikas Chametz is to search for Chametz I don't know about. You're telling me now that I'm going to go ahead and put out 10 pieces of bread to avoid Bracha Levatala, but how does that avoid Bracha Levatala? It's not even Mitzvah Bedika. Mitzvah Bedika is to look for stuff you don't know about. I know about this bread. I placed this bread. So how does that help? Listen to how beautiful this is. Vamar Hagon, Rabbi Dov Beresh Wittenfeld, with Chibin, the Chibin Rav. Quotes the Chibin Rav says something amazing. Quotes over here, the Chibin Rav Zecher Tzadik Levracha writes, B'Shem Tzadik Nistar Shizgora Bavarsha. The, the Chibina Rav spoke about a particular, a particular hidden tzaddik, right? This man who was known as a, he was known as a hidden tzaddik. I guess that sounds a little counterintuitive, right? A hidden tzaddik who lived in Warsaw. This is incredible. So interestingly enough, this man, he had a job. His job was he was a watchmaker or a watch fixer, a watch repairman. A dose of gona be abezin shibin, shavar es shono, vahalech le takno etzlo kedeshi yiska le his barech mi piv. So the Chibina Rav found out about this guy, but this individual really was, was incredibly modest and would not talk in Torah, would not give brachas. So what did the Chibina Rav do? 
he broke his watch. He intentionally broke his watch. This way he could go ahead and go to the watchmaker and have some excuse to interact with the watchmaker. So what happened? When the Chabina Rav shows up with his quote-unquote broken watch and the watch repairsman sees that this clearly was broken intentionally, the watch repairman refused to, to, to interact with the Chabina Rav. He refused. He didn't want to give him a bracha because he felt that, again, the Chabina Rav was blowing his cover a little bit. So the man, the watchmaker, wouldn't give the Chabina Rav a bracha. He refused to give him a bracha. So the Chabina Rav said, fine, you're not going to give me a bracha. At least tell me some Torah. Right? At least tell me a Chiddush. Tell me a Chiddush in Torah. So the, so the man wouldn't, so the man said, fine, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a piece of Torah. Supposed to listen to how beautiful this is. He says as follows. He says as follows. Um, right, remember again, so we know, we know that the mitzvah to do the bedika, we do it by the light, by candlelight. So listen to this. So this anonymous watchmaker, this hidden tzaddik in Warsaw, said something incredible. He said, we know that, that ultimately, again, on Pesach night, we do a bedika. Now, he made an amazing observation. He said, we see this Loshon of Vayichapes to search for something that is called the search, even when you know where what, you lo- where what you're looking for, it's called a search, even when you know the exact location of what you're looking for. Where do we find that from? We find that from Yosef and his brothers. Because what does the Torah say? This is before Yosef revealed his identity. He planted his goblet in Binyamin's bag, in Binyamin's sack. And what happens? He goes ahead, remember again, he sends his nar. So the brothers leave. Yosef sends his nar, his lad, to run off to the brothers. The lad announces, who took the cup of the master? Who took the cup of the master? They, of course, deny it. They had no idea what had happened. And what does, what does Yosef's... Uh, what does Yosef's serve and do, he begins to check all of the bags of the brothers. But where does he start? So again, the Torah says he began with the oldest brother and made his way down to Binyamin. Even though the servant knew exactly what he was looking for and knew exactly where the goblet was placed, it's still called an act of looking, even if you know exactly what it is that you're looking for. Venira Mikan, the Shapir Shaykh Lashon Chippus, it's called an act of looking even when you know where what you are looking for is to be found. So again, so the Be'erachim says something very beautiful, actually quotes the Chabina Rav. So the Chabina Rav says, I learned from this interaction with the watchmaker something incredibly profound. Because once again, remember, what was our kasha? How can you call this B'dikas Chometz? How can you call this a B'dika when again, I'm putting out, 
Makhtar. Amma says the minog is to put out pieces of bread. Why is the minog to put out pieces of bread? Because everyone knows by the time the night of Arab Pesach rolls around, your home is cleaned. Right, your home is cleaned. So therefore, the Ramah says, we put out 10 pieces of bread so we should avoid bracha levatala, unnecessary bracha. But how is that called the badika? How is that called searching? If you know what you put out, you know where you put it out. Says the Chabina Rav, I learned from the anonymous watchmaker, Tzadik in Warsaw, that it's called searching even when you know what it is that you're looking for. And where do we find that? Amazingly enough, from the episode of Yosef and his brothers. But here the Be'er Chaim says something so beautiful. Look at the last paragraph in footnote Chaf. He says, That there's an incredible lesson in this. And what's the lesson? Remember again, Let's loop back a little bit. So now we know. We're going to see two lessons that emerge from this. So the Pnei Menachem said, based on this, we see something incredibly profound, which is that a person, remember the whole essence of chametz, is that as I spoke about this on Shabbos, that as I search for chametz in my home, my goal is to search for chametz inside of me as well. Each of us has that chametz. Each of us has those things internally that are in a state of disrepair, that are broken, that need to be removed, that need to be rejected, that need to be rehabilitated, that need to be redone. We all have those things. So the Pnei Menachem says something amazing. He says, but sometimes when a person tries to combat their Yetzirah, they feel overwhelmed. They feel overwhelmed. And they feel incredibly sad. And this Yetzirah has been sitting in my heart for who knows how long. Just sitting there. That, that chametz... My chametz, so I'll say if you have chametz in your home, the most really it's been there is a year. But so many of us have chametz in our hearts that has been residing there for decades. But says the Pnei Menachem, don't despair. Listen to this. What's the easiest part of Pesach preparation? This is, sounds a bit of an anomaly. The easiest part of Pesach preparation is Bedikas Chametz. Bedikas Chametz. Why is Bedikas Chametz the easiest part of Pesach preparation? Because you go ahead and you put out the pieces of bread and you come with your little feather, right? Your nice little candle and your wooden spoon. And you go ahead and you gather everything up. And remember that the, the staged Bedika is done in three minutes, says the Pnei Menachem. Never despair, because that bedika, that stage, the bedika on the night of Pesach reminds us that the chametz is there for our picking. The chametz is there for our destruction. The same way it's easy to go ahead and gather up the 10 pieces of bread and rid our home of that chametz, if I put my mind to it, I could rid my heart of the Sahara of the chametz as well. Takes a little bit of time. Takes a little bit of time. Just like the Badika takes a little bit of time. But it says the Pnei Menachem, Dumya de Pesis se Chametz, Shehochne Sula Sham Bekavon Atrila, or Bekalos Efshar Lahotzio Misham. It's put there. It's true, the Chametz is placed there. The difference is a lot of times our Chametz is placed there by ourselves. And there are also certain innate proclivities or dispositions that were put there by Akadish Baruchu. But the same way the 10 pieces can be gathered up with relative ease if we put our mind to it and we really decide to make a change in life. 
we can gather up the pieces of our Yetzir Hara as well. But I'll say such an incredibly profound and overwhelming Yisod. This is the time of year. We spoke about this. We spoke about this yesterday, by the, uh, two days ago, by the Shabbos, Agad al-Drosha also. This is the time of year that is ripe for change. This is the time of year that is ripe, again, like we saw for the Bavitsheba, for Dilog, for passing over, for dramatic change. Sometimes it looks hard, but the amazing part about change is when you put your mind to it and you begin to collect the pieces, you'll be surprised how quickly you are able to collect, to identify, and ultimately to destroy your chametz. So I think the other lesson that comes out, and then we'll stop, it's a short daf today. The lesson that comes out, and, and then we'll stop, is, is the beautiful idea over here that sometimes I, I know what it is that I'm looking for. You know, Bosei, a lot of times in life, we kind of feel lost. But the reality is, we're not really lost. I just have to take the time to think about what it is that I have to search for and what it is that I have to do. What the, what the, what the Berachim was saying is that even, even a search where you know what you're looking for is still called the search. That the need to go ahead and take time to articulate and to identify what do I need to accomplish? What do I need to do? Which chametz do I really need to rid myself of? That's the avoda of these days. First is to search, and the real kind of search is when you know exactly what it is that you're searching for. We see that by Yosef, and ultimately, once you identify what you're searching for, and you find the courage to do the search, with incredible siyata deshmai, we begin to see how easily we could collect the ten pieces, how easily we could rid ourselves of our chametz, how easily we could begin the process of change. All right, the boss will stop over here. Shkoyach.